Today's date is January 7th, 2021, and I want to just reiterate the date because yesterday, January 6th, 2021, something happened in our country uh, that may never be seen again and hopefully is never seen again. Um, it uh, upset a lot of people, um, and uh, rightfully so. Uh, it was, the news was very hard to take in yesterday. Um, I don't really need to discuss it too much because I'm pretty sure we're all aware what I'm talking about. Um, it was hard to avoid. It was on Twitter. It was on Facebook. It was on Instagram. It was on the news all over. It was probably discussed with all your friends, assuming you have friends. Um, and yeah, it, it was just uh, disgusting to see happen. And of course, I'm talking about the TV show Kailu uh, being canceled. Um, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Although that did happen. The Canadian uh, little boy, the animated boy, his show was canceled after 20 years. Um, now, did Kailu take the hit for President Trump? That's what I want to know. Did that happen? Like, was Trump like, hey, I can't be the only angry brat getting shit on today. Um, Kalu, I'm going to need you to uh, step in and take one for me. And then Kalu's like, I can do that, daddy. I will take the hit for you. Like, did that fucking happen? I don't know. Little Canadian step up for <laughs> the president there. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. So the whole white, not White House, but the whole thing at the Capitol Yesterday was a, a disgrace to democracy, and uh, we'll see what happens from here on out. Anyway, on with the show. It was the bottom of the ninth, with McGuire up the bat. Feeling so at home in my giant ace cap I was eight years old, wearing gold and green From my head to my toes, rap game Billy Bean She was my first kiss, but I don't think it counts On the kindergarten trip to the Oakland Firehouse Sitting in the stands with her family With the baseball glove her dad handed me As the season unfolded, we held our breath Watching Ricky Henderson, the quickest runner in the West Hello, and welcome to the podcast Jokestrap with Wes Hoffman Here, Wes will discuss two of his favorite things Which are sports and stand-up comedy Hence the name Jokestrap. If you like this episode, please subscribe to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, or iTunes, or wherever podcasts are available. With that being said, please enjoy this episode of Jokestrap. Hey, everybody. It's me, Wes Hoffman. And like I said, today is January 7, 2021. This is episode 81. Thank you for listening, all you listeners out there. Um, Yeah, so... I don't want to talk about the events of yesterday anymore and what's going on political-wise. We'll keep politics out of this podcast as much as possible. I know that it's all over everywhere, so you can go elsewhere for that information right now like I have been. I have been glued to like CNN and all the news media outlets for most of yesterday and today, but not right now. Not right now. Not right now. We're talking, we're talking sports, baby. Sports. Anyway, uh, so let's talk sports. So where should we go first? How about them Golden State Warriors? Okay, let's talk about the Golden State Warriors of the NBA, the National Basketball Association. Um, the Golden State Warriors are now 4-4 four and four on the season after yesterday's game against the Los Angeles Clippers. 
they played the Clippers yesterday, um, and they'll play the Clippers again Friday, January 8th. They're still in the midst of a seven-game homestand, the Warriors are. So much like they had a back-to-back at home against the Portland Trailblazers on January 1st and January 3rd, in which they lost the first game on the 1st and won the second game on the 3rd, they have the same scenario with the Clippers where they lost the first game on the 6th. So maybe they'll win the second game on the 8th. In between those games, they played the Sacramento Kings on January 4th, and the Warriors beat them pretty good. Um, um, Yeah, had a great game against the Kings. On the 3rd, of course, they had a great game. In case you haven't heard about this, uh, Steph Curry drained 62 points in that game. For a record uh, for a Golden State Warrior, beat uh, Steph Curry's record. Um, so, yeah, uh, that was a fun game to watch on the third. Uh, fourth was fun as well. Yesterday, Steph just couldn't get it going. Um, the Warriors stayed in the game throughout and just couldn't uh, muster up enough points there in the end. Their free throws were lacking. Even Curry missed a couple free throws. It was a really odd game for the Warriors yesterday, although they had their chances to to put it away to win. They were up five points at one point in the fourth. Then Kawhi Leonard, who is the phantom of the opera in the NBA right now because he's wearing a mask since he recently had his jaw broken, apparently. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Clippers just were a little bit too much. But, um, like with the Trailblazers, I think the Warriors can learn from this game on the yesterday and uh, come through with the W on the 8th, and I would take it. Um, with the Warriors this year, uh, if they can finish around 500 on the season, which would be 36 and 36 in this 72-game shortened season, um, I would take it, and if they win, um, they'll be still on pace to finish around 500. Um, hopefully they do even better. Um, if they can do even better, heck, that'd be great too. Um, one thing is very noticeable for sure with the Golden State Warriors is that after their first three games without Draymond Green, uh, since his return, the Warriors have been doing a lot better. Now, Draymond does not score a lot of points. Um, he is not a very good three-point shooter, um, but he's a very good distributor, um, very good ball handler. He's what they consider a point forward, a.k.a. a point guard, but he's a forward, basically, um, and he's very good at Setting up the plays, uh, he allows Curry to not have to take the ball past midcourt all the time um, and be uh, the true point guard, if you will. Allows Curry to run around and get open. Um, and uh, Draymond is a very good facilitator. He's also good at rebounding the ball. Um, he's good for the young James Wiseman, who is a rookie. Um, the last few games uh, we've seen uh, Draymond dish passes out to Wiseman. Um, it's a pretty, pretty one, setting up Wiseman for points and helping him. Uh, also seeing him coaching on the sidelines, I mean, in terms of having discussions with Wiseman. And, uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been really good since Draymond got back. The Warriors have looked a lot better. Um, a lot of people I've noticed online, on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, um, talk about Draymond's decline and how he doesn't really help the Warriors, but... I feel those people aren't paying attention. Um, They're not following the game as closely. They're just looking at the box score. And the box score doesn't indicate everything that Draymond does for the team. Um, 
I've seen rumors that the Warriors should trade Ubre, who they just acquired in the offseason. They should trade Ubre, Wiggins, and uh, Draymond for James Harden to the Rockets, which I think would be a terrible decision because then you're getting rid of your top guy, your team leader, basically, in Draymond. And then, you know, you just acquired Ubre. And Wiggins has actually been playing a lot better recently. So I don't think you want to get rid of him either. Um, but that's my stance on that. What do you feel about a Harden trade? Would you trade those three guys, uh, Green, Ubre, and Wiggins, for James Harden? I don't know. I don't feel like a James Harden with uh, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson come next year would be a great thing. I, I just don't see that working out. I mean, James Harden hasn't really played well with any other big stars. Why would he all of a sudden play well with them now? I don't know. Um. So, yeah, that's where the Golden State Warriors are right now, 4-4 four and four on the season. Uh, and uh, so looking forward to tomorrow's game against the Los Angeles Clippers again and seeing how that goes on ESPN. Um, next sport, let's move on to football, National Football League, the San Francisco 49ers. Okay, so I incorrectly said in the wrong, the last episode, and uh, one of the listeners, Sean, uh, corrected me, so thank you. Uh, I had said that they were, um, 2-0 against the Arizona Cardinals on the season, and that was incorrect. They are 1-1. And then I had said that they were already, if they had won against Seattle, <clears throat> they would be four and two or something like that in the Western, in the NFC West, which would have been true if they did win against Seattle. But I think I had mentioned that they were already four and two or something like that. Anyway, I was wrong. Okay. And they ended up losing to Seattle. Um, and their last game of the season, which was on January 3rd, they lost that game. Uh, they had chances to win, much like the Warriors did against Clippers yesterday, but the, War the 49ers could just not pull it off in the end, um, so their season has come to an end. Um, Lots of questions about whether or not Jimmy Garoppolo will be the quarterback going forward for the organization. Everyone's asking him what they think or what they think. Um, Kittle expects Garoppolo to be the quarterback. Garoppolo expects to be the quarterback. Kyle Shanahan expects to be the quarterback. And we'll see what happens. Uh, Robert Saleh, the defensive coordinator, uh recently interviewed I think with Atlanta for their head coaching job so and I think he's got a few other interviews possibly lined up so it doesn't look like the de defensive coordinator Salah is going to return so that's going to be a tough departure for the 49ers but I think their defense will still be pretty tight even even with him leaving we know Richard Sherman's probably not going to return to the team but to be honest Richard Sherman kind of gave up on the 49ers during this season. Um, after he got injured, it didn't seem like he was, when he did come back, it didn't seem like he was really giving it too much of what he had. Um, but that could be just my opinion. If you want Sherman back, that's that's your prerogative. That's your 
opinion. I'm just giving mine. Um, so, yeah, the 49ers uh, season is over. Um, and, uh, oh, I did want to mention one thing I didn't mention last episode. Uh, so the week before this final game against Seattle, they had played against um, the Arizona Cardinals, which was the day after Christmas, December 26th. And then I find out last minute that the game was actually being broadcast on Amazon Prime. And that was it. It wasn't on TV at all. Local television. And I don't know about you, but a lot of people do not have Amazon Prime. It is a $179, I think. Maybe even more than that now. <laughs> $179 subscription uh, yearly um, for Amazon Prime, um, which I think is a good deal. I do have it, but I know a lot of people who are fans that do not have it, like my uncle. And um, I don't know why they felt the need to remove it from TV. I feel like, I, I guess Amazon was paying more money to the NFL to and to the teams playing to uh, broadcast it exclusively. That's the only thing I could think of because I would think they would want the money revenue revenue from people actually watching on television on on their normal broadcast channels. Um, hopefully, I don't. We don't see a lot of that in the future of the exclusiveness of uh, Amazon Prime or an HBO Max or something like that broadcasting sports because then uh, I think shit gets out of hand. Uh, um, yeah, they're trying to advance with the technology and all that. I, I say if you want to do it, just do both. I'll offer both. I understand some people are quitting cable and going exclusively to streaming services and whatnot, but... You shouldn't have to uh, require someone to subscribe to a streaming service just so they can watch sports, in my opinion. Um, that should be something that's nationally broadcast regardless. Or not nationally, but at least locally broadcast for their, their market regardless. Um, and... Uh, I mean, a big reason why I have cable in the first place is so I could get the MLB channel and get the the NFL channel and, and all these things. And it's for the sports primarily and, you know, some impractical jokers on true TV. But, um, but yeah, uh, it's kind of it was it was kind of disappointing. And I can't see a way of them actually doing that if the 49ers had been playing better like. So the game was on regular television in Arizona, too. That's the thing. So if you're an Arizona Cardinals fan, you could still watch it on regular TV. But the people here in the Bay Area and Sacramento area, they actually had to watch the game via Amazon Prime. So it was kind of a slap in the face for 49ers fans. Uh, if you watched the game or if you couldn't watch the game, let me know. Tell me what you thought about the Amazon Prime broadcast. Did you have any problems streaming it or anything? I know it was a few seconds later than real life because I had people uh, texting me about the game before I actually saw the plays happen uh, through Amazon Prime. So that was another thing. You, you don't get shit directly. You don't get it in the moment anymore. You're, you're delayed a few minutes when you're streaming through shit. So 
And with that, um, I'm going to segue into the San Jose Sharks. Uh, the San Jose Sharks, their season starts a week from today, January 14th, against the Arizona Cardinals. And they announced today that they are uh, coming out with a new audio format um, for the season. Um, They're going to online uh, via your computer or app or whatever only um, to listen to the games. Uh, so the radio play-by-play announcers will only be available via the internet. Uh, they will no longer be on terrestrial radio. Um, and for me personally, it doesn't make a big difference because I don't get the radio station in Sacramento. But I know a lot of fans are going to be upset. Uh, the Oakland A's tried this last season, um, and they announced they were only going to do uh, stuff through their app. And uh, after about four, uh, or no, after about six games into the season, they realized that was a bad idea, and ended up signing a, a radio contract with 9:60 a.m. Bloom- Bloomberg Sports or Bloomberg Radio or Bloomberg News, something. Uh, anyway, they signed a contract with them and ended up having the rest of the games that season broadcast on traditional radio. So I don't see how this is going to work for the Sharks either. I know they're trying to save money where they can and everything, but you got older fans. Every team has older fans who don't want to update their phone, don't want to have to buy a smartphone, don't want to deal with the fucking Bluetooth and all that. And, uh, again, like I said, it's, the shit's delayed. Like, it's delayed. Like, you can be listening to a game streaming or watching it streaming even, and uh, you're a few minutes behind. And I know that doesn't seem like a big deal to a lot of people, but for an avid sports fan... Uh, it's kind of a huge deal. Um, again, you could have friends and people texting you stuff that happened, assuming you're both, you know, listening or watching the game, and uh, they kind of spoiled the game for you in that sense. Um, so, yeah, I don't like the 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 um, app only route that the Sharks are going, but um, I think it's something they should offer in addition, which they had been doing for previous seasons, um, offering it in addition. Now, what's new with this uh, radio via the app is it's also going to be like the A's have, where it's 24-7. It's like a 24-7 Sharks network all the time. So that's cool. I like that feature. Um, If you're wanting to hear some insights about the Sharks and their team, you could download the app and then listen. Um, It also covers their minor league team, the San Jose Barracuda, on the app and stuff like that. Um, So that's cool. If you want 24-7 information about your team, I like that feature. But for the games themselves, I feel like they should still be on uh, terrestrial radio as well. Um, So that's my thoughts there. Uh, So, yeah, the Sharks start the season January 14th. uh, And... uh, against Arizona on the road, even though they'll be at their home, which is weird. I don't know. Or they're playing in Tucson. Anyway, um, I don't know. They're playing against the Coyotes. That's all I know. I don't. I think their home arena is actually going to be the same arena as 
the Arizona Coyotes. So they're on the road, but they're at home. Huh? Anyway, um, we'll see how the hockey season goes. Um, I'm uh, pretty much figuring there's going to be a lot of injuries at the onset because there's no preseason games, and uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, baseball news, big baseball news today, um, and this doesn't involve the San Diego Padres. What? Yeah, I know. It's different news today. Uh, the New York Mets are making headlines. They made a deal with the Cleveland Indians, who are still the Cleveland Indians, for one year more um, before they change their team name to something else, which I haven't heard any anything more about. Still don't know what that new team name is going to be. But the Cleveland Indians and the New York Mets have made a trade in which the Mets will get Francisco Lindor, a shortstop, and pitcher Carlos Carrasco from the Indians for Ahmed Rosario, Andres Jimenez, Josh Wolf, and Isaiah Green. So uh, that's a pretty big deal. Uh, and I have to say it's a pretty good deal for the Mets. Um, granted, the Indians get a few big-looking prospects. Ahmed Rosario is a, a versatile guy. He, he'll probably fill in at short most of the time for Lindor. Um, Andres Jimenez has upside, but uh, getting Carrasco added to this deal for the Mets is a huge, huge get. Um, the, the Mets got... Um, the Mets got a rotation that features uh, Jacob DeGrom as the ace, and then Marcus Stroman now, and then Carlos Carrasco, and David Peterson, and maybe Steven Matz or Seth Lugo in that fifth spot. And then halfway through the season, about you have Noah Syndergaard coming back once healthy from uh, Tommy John surgery. So that's quite the rotation that the Mets have built. Um, they're going to have three or four strong guys for sure um, in that rotation. So they're going to have some firepower over there. Um, and then their lineup will be, this is a projected lineup here, is Brandon, Nimi, Brandon Nemo in center field, Jeff McNeil at second base, Francisco Lindor in that third spot, batting ahead of first baseman Pete Alonso. And then you got right fielder Michael Conforto in right field. That's a nice uh, three through five right there. And then left fielder Dominic Smith, third base J.D. Davis, and catcher <laughs> James McCann, who they acquired from the White Sox. So um, that's a pretty good lineup there. Um, so And they may not be done making moves. Uh, their new owner, Steve Cohen, uh, definitely looks like he's in it to win it. And uh, happy for Mets fans, but... Um, Jealous as an ace fan. Uh, anyway, um, that's the big news in the baseball world today. Uh, the biggest move. Uh, as far as the Oakland A's go, uh, they recently had Robbie Grossman, um, who was with the team the last couple seasons. Um, he signed uh, with the Detroit Tigers to a two-year deal for $10 million. And... Uh, so Grossman will no longer be with the A's. That's not a surprise, really. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how the Detroit Tigers uh, decide to use Grossman as he was basically uh, uh, he basically played only against right-handed hitters with the A's. 
even though he's a switch hitter, they normally just had him play against the right-handed hitters. So will Grossman be more of the utility guy in Detroit, or will he be an everyday starter? Um, it'll be interesting to see how they play him. Uh, he is reunited with A.J. Hinch, who uh, was his manager for a little bit when Grossman played with Houston. So we'll see what the Tigers do there. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much uh, all the real big baseball news right now. Um, still quiet off season for the most part. Um, some minor deals happening, but nothing too major. And uh, let's see. Uh, Comedy-wise, uh, there's nothing going on. <laughs> uh, the Dodgers actually did re-sign um, Blake Trinan to a three-year deal. so Or a two-year deal with an option for a third, deal, third year. So they um, locked him back up. It was kind of a, a lot of money they offered him for, to come back. But apparently they expect Trinan to... Uh, return and be at the top of his game. It's a two-year, 14.5 million deal. So, we'll see. <clears throat> Alright, so that's pretty much everything right now. Yeah, like I said, there's not much going on in terms of comedy right now, and uh, who knows when it'll return. Hopefully, um, as things progress in the right direction politically here, uh, as we get back on track as a country, uh, Things will start getting back to normal more and more. But as of right now, this uh, COVID thing is uh, getting out of hand. And uh, we need to fucking lock it down. Or, you know, not lock it down. But we need to get rid of it as fast as we can. So we can get back to being the America that we love again. All right, guys. Thank you all for listening. Um, I'll catch you again later. Until then, take care. Bye.